that's how I also chose consulting, right? Because consulting kind of gives me a little optionality that if I don't know what to do, it's still giving me a good set of skills. And there's also significant onus on you to do your own networking and find your own job, right? The Institute will provide certain set of basic resources. I still didn't have a great answer on what I want to do long-term. So moving on to the next segment, uh, we all know that McKinsey is the mecca of consulting firms and it's a dream workplace for the aspiring consultants. Would you please share your experience at McKinsey and a current project that you're working on? This will give a flavor to be to our to be consultant audience and how it is to work for one of the leading global firms. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to speak about that. Right, I think. Uh, I came into McKinsey again, like I said initially, right? I didn't know what I want to be doing. So we have this term in McKinsey, which is called the random walk, where you don't have a sector preference or a vertical preference and you just just do a, a bunch of different things, right? So I've been uh, here close to 18, 19 months now, so just over one and a half years. And I worked across a bunch of uh, industries, right? Right from uh, B2B distributors in the industrial sector, steel sector, uh, insurance, banking, petrochemicals, satellite company. I did a cool project for a satellite company, which was uh, great. So I've been doing what is called the random walk, right? And uh, I know when when people think of strategy consulting, uh, you think about all the sexy strategy projects, which is eight to 10 weeks long. You you figure out what the company strategy is going to be and, and then move ahead. But what I have found more interesting is kind of the long-term, more transformational projects, right? So one of the favorite projects I've done was kind of my first project here at, at McKinsey was about five months long, which is typically more than the average project you will do. But we were helping the client build a pricing model. So we built that entire model for two months. just doing a lot of data crunching, number crunching, analysis, talking to their teams, figuring out what's working, what's not. And then we did a month, month and a half of testing it in a couple of markets they had in the US, right? And then refining that model and then scaling that that model for them across the nation. And I liked it because I was meeting with a couple of clients every day, closely involved in that model. and. We help them scale it up and implement it, not just give them an idea and go away. So I found that a lot more fulfilling and just seeing that, hey, we're helping them drive impact and it's not like, so I don't know if you've heard this before, but there's a popular stereotype about consultants, which is called that uh, you hire them and they they take your own watch and then tell you that, right? So uh, that's kind of been a long-term popular trope about consultants, but the things like like the long-term work uh, we're doing uh, are are breaking that stereotype and showing that hey we're here hand in hand with the clients uh, and helping them uh, get get impact in the things they want. That's good to know, sir. That was an interesting event that you shared about how you worked in the the first project that you have led and uh, other stuff. Uh, so before we move on to the last segment before we move on to the last segment of our podcast uh, 
the B school calls are out MBA aspirants are rigorously preparing for the interviews now i would request you to please give them a single piece of advice that will boost their morale and help them crack that dream b school okay i i give an advice which i probably didn't follow when i was applying to business schools uh, right out of undergrad which is kind of being very clear about why you want an mba right uh, don't let it be a decision just because my five other friends from engineering or my five other friends from undergraduate or my bcom uh, college are, are going to do an mba i want to go and do an mba right i think it's very important uh, for for people to figure out what's their goal from an mba what they want both in the short term and the long term and i was probably not a, not very clear when when i i did an mba although it worked out eventually but i would say that was also a reason why i had to do the second mba right because i wanted more clarity or i wanted more time so uh, and but by the time i was doing the mba the second time i had those answers better figured out than than the first time so i think for applicants yes cat is important uh, your your gdpi are going to be important but i think one of the important questions which comes up in the interviews also is about why you want to do an mba right and just having that answer for yourself learning as much as about the the college or school you're going to attend for mba before you get there is is also important and i think in today's time when institutes are kind of very open on linkedin you can reach out to to people who are currently students and talk to them right i i i highly encourage students to to do that when they're when they're choosing where to study and like if if they called you and they asked you about shillong right they'll they learn a lot more about the school than they can from the website alone so so i think that's that's very important that is right probably this thing i would wanted to hear this one year back when i was at the same place that i think a lot of aspirants would be um so the next segment is going to be a quizzing round uh, i'll be asking you the questions about your stay at shillong and this will take you to the trip down the memory lane uh so i'll jump right to it what is the cricket tournament in i am shillong called i think i think i referred to this earlier right it's the kopra cup a uh, uh, fun fact about kopra there is a match where i hit a last ball six to tie the match we eventually lost but that's my favorite memory of kopra hitting a six of the last ball <laughs> uh i think the pgp 21 batch is sincerely missing that and uh, let's hope we get back to the campus and enjoy the kopra cup so the legacy continues uh the next question what is the alumni meet of i am shillong called milanj i think i was i was fortunate enough to attend the first milanj which happened in in bombay <laughs> 2013 or 12 2013 i think so 2013 was the first milanj that's correct sir uh what is the annual cultural event of i am shillong I think we didn't have an annual cultural event when I was there, but I, I've seen like posts on on LinkedIn and Facebook around it called Nirvana. That is correct, sir. Uh, who is the friendly neighborhood Kong where I'm Shillong students spend most of the breaks or the free time? I don't really know. I, I don't know if you're talking about the store just outside the gate, uh, but. Uh, currently, there were two stores. Know. There were currently there are two stores. Uh, if you can name any. Oh. Uh, I don't know, but there was an auntie who had a store right next to the gate, right? So we used to—I uh, I forget her name, but but kind of we used to spend spend time there. 
so I'll answer that question. Uh, one we have Habman, and the second we have Lisa Kong, who gives us tea and coffee. Got it. The next question: uh, Which place in I am Shillong is the annual cherry blossom festival hosted? Is it the Shillong Park or near Shillong Falls? I don't know this. Uh, no, that's the Wards Lake. Uh, that's oh, where the yeah. uh, the festival. Yeah. Um, what is the name of the pro- professor who is lovingly called the champion of sustainability from I am Shillong? Oh, you're talking about Kaboti, uh, Sanjeev Kaboti. That is correct, sir. I've, I've been to his his place as well. I, I I mean, he's one person I I I love and admire a lot. Right, I think all the batches, right from PGP zero eight to PGP twenty one, would agree. With you on that show, uh, which is your favorite spot in Shillong? So it's actually just outside Shillong, the Sohra Valley. Uh, I just really love. It's like a valley where you can just see the clouds, which kind of uh, brings through the the whole Meghalaya aspect, right? Abode of the clouds. Uh, so that was a very very pretty place, and I've been there a few times. We will be looking forward to visit that place as well. Um, which is your favorite cafe in Shillong? my favorite cafe unfortunately has closed down so uh, there was a place called bombay bites uh, and they had a chicken burger and like there was a period of 3 4 months in shillong where 3 days out of 7 in a week my dinner used to be from bombay bites and used to be the chicken burger but when i went back to shillong in 2015 or 16 unfortunately that place was no longer open so but yeah that's that that was my favorite spot when i was there <laughs> so the, the entire agenda of asking the last two questions is for us to gather information which place to visit and which place <laughs> not visit being optimism being optimistic that uh, we'll be one day visiting the places in shillong the so, way so shillong cafe was a was a standard as well and there was a couple of restaurants there which are pretty good i think the audience would want to take a note of that if the the pgp 21 batch the pgp 20 batch is graduating in a few months time but yeah um so so before we uh close this episode um uh, any piece of advice for the pgp 20 batch who are just a few months away from becoming an esteemed alumni of a college yeah i think uh, i would say a couple of things right uh, one of the things which i think has benefited the institute tremendously is all the great work the alumni has done from the various batches right so they're they're going to be flag bearers and like symbols of the institute once once they graduate and although shillong i am shillong is no longer a, a known entity as it was uh, probably 10 10 years back it's still uh not as popular as the other ones so i think the more and more alumni we get and the more and more they succeed uh, and be good stewards of of not just the institute but also northeast and shillong in general Uh, is is a great great thing, right? Uh, second, conversely, also is that because of how close generally the batches have been in Shillong, um, I think everyone has very fond memories of the institute. So they should use that to their advantage and and use the alumni network to maximize their career opportunities, right? So I think there shouldn't be any hesitation when one alumni is trying to contact anyone else, even if they don't know them, but like. the the bond which shillong creates itself is is enough for people to to respond very favorably 
I think the PGP 20 batch will take a note of that, sir. Um, on a closing note, uh, thank you, Jitesh. We had a wonderful time interacting with you, and uh, we would love to host you for our more sessions organized by the committee in the future. Uh, thank you once again for your time. Uh, have a good day, Jitesh. Yeah, thanks a lot. It was a pleasure talking to uh, you, and again, once again, thanks for having me here. Thank you, sir.